This is Saturday, December 3rd. Who or what do you hope in? What do you trust is coming because of the promises of God? At our family's home in western North Carolina, there is a map on the wall. But it's not like the typical map that we think of that you could spread out on a table. No, it's what's called a typographical map. That means it not only shows the geography of the area, it shows the mountains and valleys, the ridge lines and peaks across the entire region. They are raised areas on the map corresponding to the respective heights. Now today we want to get a look at the map of faith. We want to get a lay of the land and see what God has promised to us and for us. Then we want to see how hope sustains us through every chapter of our story going forward. Here's the Apostle Paul speaking of how he learned to hope in God for his future. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 to 10. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. Now this is the Apostle Paul writing the church in Corinth. And he explains with a very personal and open expression of his experience that he went through an extremely trying time. Now, this could be any number of times when he was in danger. He had been stoned and beaten. He had been imprisoned and even shipwrecked. He'd been through a lot. But along the way, things became so painful and difficult, he wasn't sure he wanted to live. But it was precisely at this point that God showed up. And because of that moment, Paul learned to hope in God. Well, let's talk about the road map, or the map that God has given us to think forward. First, God tells us that in the future, He will be with us and care for us. He will do that even now, no matter what comes in life. He promises that He will never leave us or forsake us. Now, that doesn't mean that times of darkness won't come. They will, as they did for Paul. In a way, this is something we can count on because of the broken world we're living in. But God will also be present with us. We know that he will never abandon us or give up on us. And second, whatever happens to us, Jesus promised that as he was raised from death to life, we will be raised up as well. Death will not be able to hold us any more than it could hold him. Again, we can get sick and even die, but we will never be lost to God. He promises to raise us up and glorify these bodies of ours so that we may dwell with him. He will not abandon us to the grave or give death the last word in our lives. He has the final word, and his word is the word of life. And finally, we know that we have a place in his future kingdom. It's a place with him, in his presence. This place cannot be taken away or put in danger. It is secure because it rests with God himself. Paul learned that since God can raise the dead, 
we are always safe in His hands. We can trust in Him and wait upon the Lord. Okay, now as we're filling out the landscape of the promises of God, we begin to get a sense of where we are and where we're headed. But still we must be careful not to hope in these things instead of hoping in God Himself. I've left aside one final promise and how hoping in God comes to shape us. This is 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when, when He appears, we shall be like Him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. These words come from the Apostle John, the one loved by Jesus. Our hopes are the focus, focus on this love that comes from God. And there are three things that John says are in our promised future. First, God will appear to us. We shall not always be cut off from his presence. Scripture often talks about the day when we will live with God and he will dwell with us. And second, we will see him as he is. This means whatever veil or separation was between us will be lifted. We will be made fit for his kingdom and able to look upon his face and live. And finally, we shall be like him. Yes, God made us in his image, but that image has been marred and distorted by sin. This will be the time when we are fully conformed to the image of God in Christ. It is then that our deliverance will be complete. And notice the final thing that John says. When we know that where we are going, and when we know what God has planned for us, we will want everything in our lives to be set right. He uses the word purified. That's how hope plays a part in helping us to live our new life. We have a reason for having our life in God because we know where this map that God has set before us leads us. It leads us into his presence. Now, I know this may seem pie in the sky, but notice how much it helps you to know what God has planned and is in store for you. And he will do it. Let this be the hope that shapes our lives. Let's pray. Almighty God, you know we cannot live without hope. Thank you for revealing your purpose in Christ. Thank you that you have already delivered us in Christ, and you will also deliver us in the future. Help us to live in this hope. In the name of Jesus, amen.